rabble, rabble, rabble. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. It's cold out there every day. Hello, and welcome to the Drunken Fan Podcast, where uh, we understand that a lot of you guys are, are, our Texas listeners, I guess I should say, uh, are struggling a little bit with the uh, power outages and the cold that Texas is not prepared for, so... No, it's not. We we just want to send out our deepest sympathies and thoughts to those of you who are struggling a little bit maybe we can kind of give you a couple hours to uh maybe forget about that uh anyone else that's listening around the country welcome and if you're a first time listener welcome to the drunken fan podcast and uh this is your your spot for every take on dallas fort worth sports and i am your one host cameron and i am also I'm not Cameron, but I'm also a host. You are. I am the one host. You are the two host. I don't know what the one host was there. I don't know. I, that's why we need to write shit the down. W- the one host. It sounds like a, sounds like a sci-fi, like uh, mind meld kind of thing. Like you, need, we need to destroy the one host before we can free these people's minds. Hmm. I like that. You didn't know, but you were tuning into Alex Jones this week. That's. Oh my God. No. <laughs> no, you're not. No. No, you're. No, you're not. No, you're not. Mm-mm. No, no, <laughs> no. Did you, did Cameron just quit. Nope. Okay, Cameron. Yes, he just quit. I did. I'm done. If this is Alex Jones, I thought I thought we had Matt Damon on hold. Apparently, it's uh, Matt Damon. Apparently, it was Alex Jones. So my apologies. So well, how are you, buddy? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. You know, just living and living large and. The only way I know how to live. Lord. Uh, you know. Well, we uh, we definitely have a little preview of what's heading our way because anytime it's ever, anytime we ever look at Texas, we know that that weather is coming towards Tennessee where we currently live. It normally dies down in intensity a it, little yeah, I'm bit. Yeah, sure. Well, because we're because it's going to be coming in towards the mainland and. Well, right now it's right in the middle. Yeah. Like like if you look at the map. It looks like something out of the the day after tomorrow. Yeah, which it's so funny in that movie. Every state, or every uh, yeah, every state in the nation gets just wiped out by snow, except Texas. Except for Texas. So yeah. even in a movie where the entire world gets just drenched in ice and snow and sleet and ice, as I, in ice, as in Eskimos and igloos and and ice. I gotta go take a hot bath. I'm uh, getting cold thinking of all this ice. <laughs> Freezing my royal Rastafarian nay days off. <laughs> hey, let me kiss your lucky egg. <laughs> this is also a Disney quote podcast. Yes, yes, very much. And so and it's a uh, podcast where I can't say the word podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but it's just so funny in the movie The Day After Tomorrow, even they know that Texas wouldn't even get any ice. Like, it's like a perfect little round like oklahoma arkansas louisiana and new mexico they all get they all get their snow yeah not texas well this week we sure showed them didn't we yeah way yeah. to go texas Show showing, them. Them, showing them what's what so without further ado i guess do you have a uh, furthest away listener this week yes i have one just one 
Yes. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to know who it is? Yes, where do they live? Well, I don't know who they are. I don't know who you think you are. Uh, It's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mall of America. Okay, now I need to find another fun fact. Oh, there's no (laughs) way that that could... That's not a fun fact. Okay, so if you Google uh, what is Minneapolis famous for, you'll get top 10 reasons to visit Minneapolis. And it goes, exciting arts, land of lakes, mm-hmm. outdoor baseball games. Oh, yeah. Slow down now. Hip hoods. <laughs> mighty Mississippi. <laughs> Mall of America. And then it's just like, why would I? Why? <laughs> Minneapolis, we're, we're glad that you're here. We're not trying to make fun of where you live. No, 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 no. I'm just... Yeah, it when when it's a when it's a, a city like that, it's hard to find like a, a fun fact because it's such a big city that typically when you try to Google a fun fact, it's like here's why you should visit our. I'm like I don't. Mm. Well, see, it's so funny because if you go down to Texas, you hear all the time on radio commercials and whatnot. It'd be like, come on down to our restaurant. We've got good food, good environment, and air conditioning. Like air conditioning is a selling point in Texas. It's like if you everyone has AC, but we need to just reiterate and let you know, hey, we do have air conditioning down here, so it's hot right now. Come on inside and get cool. I guess it's the same thing in Minnesota. You can just be like, hey, we do have outdoor baseball games. I know it gets cold <laughs> as fuck, but I swear to God, we have it outdoor is, baseball it, games. Out, outdoors is possible from time to time. Depend. You got to catch it in that sweet spot, man. Yeah, yeah, that. That three-week window from, like, the end of June to the middle of July. Summer in Canada, baby. So here's a, here's a fun fact. It's not so fun. But as of right now, Minneapolis is a little bit colder than Dallas-Fort Worth as of the time of recording. So, mm. so at least we've all got that going for us. Yeah. But it wasn't the case. Texas was, at one point, the coldest spot yeah, in I don't think in the world, obviously, it was, but it was in raining, America, not raining. It was snowing in Mexico. Crazy, crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, what the hell is going on here, man? And it's it is cold in Tennessee, but it's they were telling me it's like single digits down there. And yeah, and I mean, obviously, the wreck on I thirty five made national news. I had I had a lot of people that barely even knew. Yeah. up here in Tennessee that I'm from Texas, but they still did know. And they came up to me like, did you, did you hear about that accident? Like even people that have no interest in Texas even heard about that. So, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been one weird, wild, crazy, crazy week. And, uh, that's why we're recording a day late is because we figured the blackouts might give problems. So we wanted to wait a day and also i lost my phone broke so i didn't have any chance over the weekend to do any kind of research preparation for the podcast so i needed to give myself another day so here we are this is why our podcast is getting released a a day late preparations a through g failed we're a complete failure but however we We will call this we will call this episode preparation h why don't you just call it preparation ass cream you ass what do you want some ice cream yes i would love some chocolate ass cream Maybe later. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right, you want to dive into it this yeah, week? Yeah, now that we just lost Minneapolis. Yeah, I know. Minneapolis, we're, we, I promise, I'm not making fun of you. We want you back. More and more. Tell your friends. 
So. Need you bad, Bobo. Yep. Do you want to? Uh, what do you want to do first? You want to do the Cowboys or you want to do the Rangers? Let's get weird. So you want to do? That's the Cowboys. That's my. I've been saying let's get yeah. weird for the yeah, Cowboys for like yeah, the last let's month. Yeah, do it. I was. I'm just pulling it up. You why are you paying attention? You need to pay more attention to me because you know I'm like the backbone of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You done? No. All right. So, uh, now I'm done. Okay. All right. Good. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. Almost done. So really, there's not a whole lot of Cowboys news. I know that the uh, the Hall of Fame game is going to be the Cowboys and the Steelers. Oh, really? This year. So it's they they said that the matchup is now official. So that'll be nice, I guess, because usually whenever the Hall of Fame game rolls around, everyone's just in the in the position of. I don't care who's playing. I don't care that it is preseason. I just want football. Football. And so now we're, it's to the point where there's actually rooting interest in the uh, in the Hall of Fame game, which is a rare. at least one team that people care about. Yeah, at least one. <laughs> and then the other one is a team that everybody hates, So, which could be either team. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, so you still have no idea which team we're talking about here. Everybody outside of Dallas and Pittsburgh is like, what are you talking about? Yeah, everyone outside of Dallas, yeah. And I guess the NFL is just kind of like, well, that's how most people think, so let's just get them together. We'll we'll just keep pushing the historic meaning behind the game and all that stuff. And yeah. in the end, it's a preseason game of two, team, two of the most hated teams, probably, in all of the NFL. Yeah. Hey, guys, remember Terry Bradshaw? Oh, dude, Terry Bradshaw is driving me nuts right now, dude. It's just, it's so. He won't stop calling you either. No, yeah, he he just. I, I know he lives in. I know he lives number. in South Lake, but still, man, he needs to just kind of. He needs to. He needs to just cool it with all the late night text messages. I know. He, I should have never given him my number, dude. Seriously though, like he's one of those guys that it's just he. You can tell that he his pride does not mean jack shit to him. All he cares about is making money because he's got that awful reality. T- it's not even his reality TV show. It's about his daughters and his and his wife that yeah. live in. And then he just comes in and just does some stupid comic relief thing and then walks away. It's just. And then now all these commercials that he's doing also where he's like, I'm giving away my money. It's just it's just so cringy to me. Yeah. It's just it's just such a shame to see. It's like how much are you getting paid to give away your money? Clearly he's getting paid a lot cuz yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But either he really, he, he really peaked with uh, failure to launch. Was he in that? Yeah, he played the dad. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Is failure to launch the one where the 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 grandpa can't stop saying, "Oh, no, where they play bullshit?" Is that failure? Oh no, that's how to lose a guy in ten days. Yeah, I get those movies confused. Yeah, failure to launch is the one. It's got Bradley Cooper and Matthew McConaughey. Bradley Cooper's like a minor role. I don't know why I brought him up, but anyway, it's got Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica. Sarah, Parker. yeah, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. Yeah, that's yeah. why I get him confused because he lives at home. Have... Oh, okay. yeah, he yeah, lives I at don't... home, and then and then he's like, he moves out, and he's talking to his dad, <laughs> and he's like, it's my naked room. And it's Terry Bradshaw. He's like, you're oh. naked in that room right now? He's like, I've been naked in this room. Oh, no. I haven't. I, then I guess I haven't seen that one. That's probably why I get him confused because oh, I haven't funny. seen it. Is it? All it's right. pretty funny. How, yeah. Nothing tops how to lose a guy in 10 days. I like that. I love that movie. 
I would beg to differ. It's not even the best McConaughey movie. No, I know it's not, but it's just still, it's a funny movie. So anyway, Anyway, this is how interesting this news. Yeah. This is how interesting the Cowboys have been this week. There's really just nothing there. There's nothing going on right now, which is, I I mean, JJ Watt is, uh, JJ Watt is now officially a free agent, but I don't, you can't afford him and Dak. No, I don't think so. I think if you go out and you, you pay JJ Watt the money that he's going to, that he's going to ask for and he's going to earn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no way that you can afford to pay Dak Prescott, even like in the future, because I bet you J.J. Watt's looking for at least a three-year deal yeah. somewhere. I really do. I think he's either going to go to Kansas I, City or Green Bay. Uh, I, would, I, I don't know about Kansas City. You think, I don't think he pulls a, uh, Kevin Durant. I, th- I think he would. And I think he's one of the, okay, J.J., I wouldn't view that as Kevin Durant, though. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't view that move the, as... Because the Texans are just awful. Yeah, and the Texans are, yeah, yeah. And I mean, at least to the Texans' credit, they're committing to the rebuild. But I mean, they're just, there's got to be something more that's going on behind the scenes with that organization because holy crap, they're like, like, it can never rebuild if we don't stop tearing down. Dude, it is, I know, it, like, that is the textbook definition of a dumpster fire. It's just (laughs) such a shame that it's, it's, it's come to this, especially for someone like JJ Watt. And that's why I think that I wouldn't view it as the same thing with Kevin Durant. I I don't think that he's going to – I think if he were to go to Kansas City and get his Super Bowl – then I think that people would look at it and be like, no, yeah, he he kind of like a like a Ray Bjork, uh, Ray Bjork kind of thing, where he played in Boston for so long, then went to Colorado, who obviously was going to win the Stanley Cup that year, and he finally got his cup. Like I just think that it will be one of those things where it'd be awesome to see J.J. Watt right off into the sunset like that. Yeah, pull a Jerome Bettis, you know, and that, like that, it just doesn't happen. It just, stuff like that doesn't happen. So I'm rooting for him. So I really do think he's either going to go to Green Bay or uh, or Kansas City. I don't know. Definitely about not. City, definitely I, not Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about Kansas City, but I could see Green Bay. I, so I, I could see Green Bay all day. So anyone who wants to go out and get JJ Watt as a Cowboys fan, I, I just I, there. Well, I don't and get your D line is already yeah. really good. Yeah. I mean, not and, saying he wouldn't play, but the amount oh, of he money absolutely that would. It, it would still be an upgrade, but the amount of money you'd have to pay to get him, I don't think it would be worth. Like I don't think it would be that large of an upgrade that it would be worth going out and getting. Oh uh, man, I th- I think it would be if they, like, and this is one of those things where it would have been beneficial for them to, if they would have already paid Dak. Yeah. Then getting JJ Watt would be a viable option. And yeah. I think that yeah, I think that getting paid. I think getting JJ Watt would be a tremendous yeah. improvement over oh. this offensive or over this defensive line. That's like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm what I'm saying is right now. You have since you haven't paid Dak, you have to take that into account, and that's what I'm saying. Would it be worth it? No, because no matter which way you slice it, if you keep most of the line that you have now, and you add in JJ Watt, you cut you know cut a couple guys to to try to get under that you know make up for that cap space. You're still not going to be able to pay. You're still not going to be able to pay Dak, and so. No, not worth it. Oh yeah, now no, definitely not. Not yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like that's if, what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. So no, <laughs> JJ yeah, Watt. I don't. If think. If they'd paid Dak two years ago. Yeah, I think I think that they could probably shift some things around, and I really do think that Dallas would be a great landing spot for JJ Watt. I think that. Mm-hmm. They were in the division race all the way up until the last, the very end of the season, and I think that uh, you can say that that we did it without Dak Prescott. And now, if we could add you to our defensive front and blah 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 blah, you could make that huge sell to him. And I think that it would very be very intriguing. Unfortunately, I mean, but he's also from Wisconsin. 
Oh, I know. I know. But cheering for Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I know. But see, it's just one of those things where I think that it'll just depend on what Aaron Rodgers does. Because I think if Aaron Rodgers, if if it's a legit option that he is not going to be a part of that team, then I don't see why J.J. Watt would even want to be a part of unless they're unless. Yeah. Unless somehow they get Deshaun Watson, like I've like I've predicted that they will, but I didn't see the Texans actually releasing JJ Watt. I figured well, that they Russell would actually Wilson trade for him. Apparently yep. unhappy in Seattle. So yeah, I know, dude. This is this Deshaun is, Watson might not even be your top choice. It might be Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know. And what a weird what a weird turn of events that would be if, <laughs> if Russell Wilson ends up playing in Green Bay. Dude, looking at Aaron you, Ro- fail Mary. Dude, what if Aaron Rodgers went to Seattle? Dude, I'm telling you, if Aaron Rodgers played in Seattle, whenever. The Legion of Doom, the Legion, the Legion of, Boom of Boom was there. Yeah. Oh, many, many Super Bowls. Yes, multiple. Yes, the whole, all of them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, all of them. You got anything else on the Cowboys? No. All right. So, moving on to the Rangers. Ranger. Yes, I think that uh, kind of piggybacking off of what we were talking about last week. Did you see the the full page article that? Elvis Andrews took out of the newspaper. Did you get a chance to read it? I didn't get a chance to read it. Do you want me to read it or not? Or because it's kind of long. Uh, don't read the whole thing, but you know, if you want to, I mean, just you to kind of the highlights. Yeah, just to kind of hit the highlights, I guess. Elvis Andrews pretty much just says, "Thank you for those of you who had been with him since 2009, whenever he got his call up." Uh, he brings up like some of the people that were rooting for him in 2009 are no longer kids anymore. And he says that it's great that not only was he allowed to grow up within the Rangers organization, but those who rooted for him also have grown up, have with, grown him. up with him. And yeah. he feels that's why he feels like he has such a connection with the, uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area, which I mean, makes complete sense. And it's, it's one of the, I don't, I don't get the sense that Elvis is mad about this. I really don't because it just that's such a class move for him to do that. He thanked the Rangers organizations for every opportunity that he was given. Uh, he's thank he thanked the athletics organization for believing that he still had more in the tank and all that. So I don't I don't get the sense or I don't get the vibe that this is something that Elvis is bitter about i'm sure he's i'm sure he is sad about it because i mean anytime a chapter in your life closes and so few of us get to go through an existence where we can kind of see a definitive change in our lives and athletes get that chance especially athletes like elvis who have been playing with the same organization for as long as he has like this is Mm -hmm. the end of that chapter of his life and that can be super emotional. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of the time we, we as in like the regular everyday human beings that walk the earth, the majority of us, we don't have the privilege of knowing whenever a chapter ends. We just kind of wake up and go, how did I get here? How did I get here? Elvis and any athlete that leaves an organization, J.J. Watt with the Texans, Elvis yep. with the, you know, all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky with the with the Edmonton Oilers and all that stuff. Like, it, like those are definitive closings and the ending of chapters in their lives. And it's I, I can only imagine what something like that is. It's kind of like whenever we got out of the Navy. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's very similar to that. And I, I don't think that that's too... I don't think that's too much of a reach to say that. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's like we see endings of parts of our lives. And I just think that Elvis is just handling this with grace and, I mean, and did, was, was there professionalism. Any... No, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. But Never I mean, it was, any doubt. but I think that 
also, if Elvis was a little was upset, like yeah, Ian I mean, yeah, Kinsler, he Michael didn't Young, like, have to. You know, I think if he were upset, yeah, he didn't have to take out a full page. Take, yeah. You know, the last athlete that did this was fucking Dirk. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you who the last athlete that did that before him was. I mean, I'm sure it was probably Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, I don't know if Michael those, Irvin. I don't know I don't, if they did, but I'm just saying, like, it's did. like it's to that that grandiose of a scale, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. it's it, like, no, Elvis didn't bring a championship, but he brought success to this organization. The, the like, true success, not one of those things where it's like, hey, we made the playoffs. Yeah. And we which won the AL West. Which was... When he when he came into this organization, that was that was that the was, that was the crowning only, achievement. Yeah, the, making the playoffs. Yeah, just just winning the AL West and the crowning achievement was getting past just that, and then <laughs> we were satisfied. Yeah. Well, but then he took it. I would say that we were because I mean I think that after a while it started to get stale, but it still was one of those things where it's like at least we're here. At least we're here. People are going to take us at least somewhat seriously. Yeah. Now. He yeah. took that bar and he helped raise it to ultimate heights and it's just it's just it's crazy to think that none of that is here anymore i still am okay with this trade Mm -hmm. i still am okay with it because i think it's sending the right message i think I, i think it sucks that we didn't allow elvis to go out the way that he probably wanted to go out but you know what like i think if he would have won a championship i think that i think that he would have probably ended his career here but the fact that they didn't that they came up short twice was one of those things that probably played a factor into that just being like yeah you got us there but you didn't get us over the hump and really we don't owe you anything which is which is so cutthroat to think about but in the end it was just in the end the rangers those two years got the best participation trophies that you could have imagined and that was it it never really went higher than that so I, I think that that's probably the reason why Elvis didn't get the chance to end his career the way that he probably wanted to. But now he's getting a chance to go out and chase that ring, and hopefully he can get it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm still not going to... I won't be cheering for the A's, but... Yeah. No, I'm not either. I, th- I think I'll cheer for the A's if they make the playoffs and the Rangers are out of it. I think I'll cheer for the A's. and I'll, it, was like whenever, it was like whenever Brendan Morrow went to the Lightning and they were in the Stanley Cup Finals. I was, I was rooting hardcore for the Lightning, but I didn't give a shit about the Lightning. I just, yeah. I just, I just really wanted to see Brendan Morrow get that ring, and he, he didn't. But yeah. It'll be the same thing here. I'm not going to be rooting for the A's to do better than the Rangers this year, but... It'll- It'll, Odds are that's going to happen, and yeah. if they end up making the playoffs, then yeah, I'm going to be rooting for Elvis. Oh, you know what would be weird? Hmm. Oh, if it was uh, Oakland versus San Diego. San Diego's got you, Darvish. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That would be... That would be crazy. Yeah, I just think that but Darvish wasn't a part of those teams that went to the World no. Series. I think it would have been... No, but yeah. he, I mean, he was a Ranger for Yeah, it. yeah, of course. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you go anywhere, and you can probably... Yeah. But like, he was, but he was their teammate for a long time yeah. too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I don't know how much they talked because this, the, like, whenever he first got here, he didn't speak English very well. I mean, I don't. Darv- know. He just, being Darvish, right? I, I, I'm just saying that's kind of it's a weird thought. And there are two teams that you know very well could make it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I and I would, I would love to see that. I'd be okay with that. Would be one of those things where I was like, well. One or the other. I'd be rooting for Oakland more than I would be for... See, I'd be rooting for San Diego. You'd be rooting for you Darvish over Elvis Andrews? Uh, 
No, but I'd be rooting for San Diego over Oakland. No way. I would. I would. I, Elvis would be. I would be cheering my ass off for Elvis that the the whole playoff run. Like it doesn't matter who Oakland was playing. I would be rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Actually, you know what? I probably would only be cheering for San Diego during the games that Darvish would be pitching. You know. Right. So it'd be like, okay, yeah, I want him to win four to two, but I want you, Darvish, to have two perfect games in there. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The two, the two games that 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 didn't go well for Oakland would be the ones that Darvish was just lights out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's really it. I know that I mean, we they made a couple minor league. Yeah, yeah. They made and... a, they made a few small, uh, a few small adjustments. I know that they signed a Korean pitcher. And then uh, they traded for another reliever from the Dodgers or something like that. And he's, but neither one of them, I think, are going to be, neither one of them are guaranteed to make the roster. No, they aren't. Um, But, but, but we have an official date. Yes, I was just about to bring, I was just about to bring that up too. Opening day is April 1st. Oh, I'm talking about spring training. Oh, for yeah, well, yeah, spring training too. So go on. The official date for spring training to start it's Sunday, February 28th. So two weeks from and two days that, ago. That's that's whenever pitchers and catchers are reporting, right? No, that's when Texas squares off against the Kansas City Royals. Oh, so the pitchers and they've already yeah they've, they've already, already reported. reported. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed that we don't really sound alike, but when we say stuff at the same time, we sound just enough alike that it's like weird? I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be the start of spring training, which is nice, which is going to be great. And then opening day, like I said, was April 1st for all 30 teams, and the Rangers are going to be facing the uh, the Royals in Kansas City at 4:10 p.m. Eastern Time. That is that is the start for the opening the opening day for the season. So at least we've got something that's written in stone now. Which I mean, once again, that's a month and a half away, so at least we're getting closer to yeah. Yeah. Getting baseball on the field uh, and I don't does it say how many games they're going to be playing? Uh, I mean, they're playing a full six month. It looks like it's going to be, a, yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be 162. Yeah, games. I think it is too. That's what it looks like. I don't know. I haven't actually sat down and counted it, but yeah, it looks like it's a full six it's month be, and not a whole lot of breaks in yeah, between I think, each I think series. Spring training is a little bit abbreviated, but other than that, I think the, I think it's the whole game, the whole season. All right. So that's good. At least we're getting some sense well, of normalcy back. Uh, optimistic i would say <laughs> yeah yeah because who who knows what's going to happen with all of this because i don't even knows, think the nhl tommy knows i don't even think that the nhl is going to be able to finish their season at all because it's so many covid problems and it's this it, it was the same thing with baseball last year and like it's it's nice that it's nice that the nfl was able to get their season completed without any kind of hiccups but it's easier for the nfl i think because they're one game a week it's one game a week each team and there's so many people that play on the field at one point you know 22 people per side Mm -hmm. and it's not like that with you can't have that with basketball you can't have that with 
hockey, but you might be able to pull that off with baseball where you get like one person that gets COVID or maybe two or three people. And then you just call up a bunch, not a bunch, but you call up people to fill in their spots. So mm-hmm. maybe baseball is going to have a little bit more wiggle room in order to make sure that their season gets. Oh, that's an interesting wrinkle. I think, Hmm. How many, just to, just to kind of piggyback off of baseball, how many, what, what do you think the over-under will be for Rangers that make their Major League debut because somebody else got COVID? Yeah. I'd say I don't at least know. five. I, I don't know because it's during the summer is whenever COVID, whenever any kind of respiratory infection really loses its... Um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not as... It, it, like you, they're not as prevalent. Yeah, it's not like it's not as strong. You know, that's not the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. But it, lo- but but any kind of respiratory infection loses its strength in the summer months. So I, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot, especially with everything is starting to come out where numbers are actually down now. Whenever it comes to COVID cases and all of this, so here's hoping by May. We've kind of got this under control a little bit more, probably not completely, but it's looking like that we're kind of getting mm-hmm. ahead of this. So I'm hoping I, five would be great. Mm-hmm. Five would be great, not including the people that we assumed would make it. You know, like eventually yeah. we're gonna see Josh Young. Yeah, you're and, gonna see Josh Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, it might be because of COVID, but I just, I, I just think that this Rangers team is going to be doing a lot of experimenting whenever mm-hmm. it comes to the players that they put on the field. So I. <laughs> COVID might have a uh, might have a might might play a small factor into it, but I don't think it's going to be like the main factor. I think that we were already expecting to see a whole lot of people, so it's. I think that the question that you ask is going to be kind of a little bit misconstrued whenever it comes to people getting their starts. Is it because of COVID? Is it because of something else? Who knows? Fair, so. fair. I mean, I was just asking a sports. No, no, I know, I know, and so that's it. I know. <laughs> That's not philosophical. Whatever. That's science. What? Yeah, okay. <laughs> science and philosophy started out as the same thing. Don't try to get pedantic, okay? Man, we are losing so many viewers right now. <laughs> Our viewers. Yeah, because they're watching us right now, you know? Science. Yes, science, motherfuckers. <laughs> Our ear watchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those who watch with their ears. So... Uh, I don't really see anything else that's that's relevant no, no. for the Rangers right now. It's just, and it was nice that the the Rangers also took out a full page ad in the newspaper thanking Elvis too. Yeah. So I didn't read that one, but I I know that that did happen. So I mean, it's just it seems like that the Rangers organization is handling this with such class, and it seems like that the trade was done. With class as well, it's not it, like it, it seems like that this if this was if this does have John Daniels fingerprints all in all over, at least it look it's looking like he's learned from his past mistakes anyway. Yeah. So Elvis is the beneficiary of of that. And maybe he's maybe Elvis is also learning from the players mistakes and he's handling it better than he probably wants to handle it and all that stuff. So yeah, who like, knows? we'll we'll find out, I'd say, in about five years. In the next five years, we're going to see how dirty this this trade was or if it was just business as usual. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Do you concur? Why didn't I concur? <laughs> um, yeah. So, you got anything else on the Rangers? 
No. No? No. Well, all right. Let's do... Uh... Alright, so this past week, the NCAA Tournament Committee, if you want to call it that, released their their, their March Madness rankings per section. Uh, and the oh yeah 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 with yeah, the brackets yeah with the, like. yeah with the brackets they've at yeah. least released their top four for each segment mm-hmm. and we have one Big Twelve team in each section mm-hmm. of that bracket we'll get into it a little there's more two in a couple of them there uh, there's two and one so there are five Big Twelve teams I, I saw that Baylor and Texas were in the same one we'll we'll get were, we'll we'll, that, we'll that, get that we'll get there in a second. But this made me question, when was the last time the Big 12 had four or more mm-hmm. teams in the top four of each uh, in the tournament? Mm-hmm. So the trivia question is, what year was that where the Big 12 had four or more teams ranked in the top four of each section? Bonus points for if you can tell me if any of those teams made the final four. Okay. And you can tell me which teams they are. Okay, but the question the question is what year what, uh, what was the, when was the last time four or more Big 12 teams made the top 4 in each section of the NCAA tournament? Okay. Bonus points for telling me which teams and if any of those teams made the final 4 that year. Okay. Okay. This be, be this is one of those times where it's like, man, I wish I'd ever fucking paid attention to college basketball <laughs> oh, i'm telling you man this is gonna be, this is gonna be so great for college basketball this year uh, it's it's just gonna be exciting because i just i can just see it happening more and more because oklahoma state's starting to look great kansas is starting to come back into form oklahoma oklahoma's looking great good. i'm just i'm telling you like this is gonna be one of those years oh, that, texas and oklahoma are playing tonight no did that get postponed it didn't get postponed but it, we'll we'll get we'll get there We'll get there. So there's the there's the trivia question for you. Do you want to talk the next one? The next, do you want to talk depressing or do you want to talk exciting? Which one do you want to deal with first? Because the the last two teams that we have here are trending in completely opposite directions. Um let's end you want to end on a high note or a low note? End on the positive. All right, so let's talk about the Dallas Stars. Yikes, because this is one of those things, and I knew I would be eating my words because I, there was a time where I, in the past I had said that, well, if you're going to lose games, you want to make sure you lose them in overtime because you're still getting points, which, yes, is true, but, do you want to but lose? you're still giving up an extra point. It, you're, it's, you're taking one step forward and two steps back here because if you keep losing in overtime, then, right. yes, you're getting a point, but your opponent it's, that is in your division is getting two points, and you're getting left in the dust. If, yeah, okay, so the, the, the issue is that if you're only playing divisional opponents, then, then that really does come into play. You're not getting left in the dust because you're not losing outright. You know, so you still are getting a point. They're pulling away, but not quite as quickly as they could have been. But that's that. That only really, I mean, it. It really becomes an issue when you're only playing in conference or in your division. Yeah, and it sucks because Excuse the me. because the stars right now have 
four losses in overtime or uh, or in a shootout, which is fine. That's four points. But I don't know if you saw this, but in the second game against Carolina, they put up a they put up a, a list to see who like they broke it down by conference uh-huh. by who has the most overtime or shootout losses uh-huh. in the entire league and fifteen. Yeah, in the central. So it's not like the stars are the only ones that are putting up. It's every, ev- everybody's everybody's losing the right way, as Razor put it. Like yeah. Razor said, in this league, you've got to learn how to lose right. Yeah, and, and the Pacific has eighteen. So the Pacific has even more. But and I guess the after last night, it's or not last night, but the a uh, couple of nights ago against Carolina. Now the Central has sixteen. Uh, points that were gained from teams that have lost and in overtime or in a shootout. So yeah. it's it's nice that the Stars are getting points. They're still leaving points on the board, but at least they're getting points. But everyone else in the Central is doing it too. Right. The only two teams that have not lost in the extra time is Carolina mm-hmm. and Nashville. So it's it's not even like you can hang your hat on at least we're getting points. Like yeah. everyone else is getting points. What the hell are you talking about? And right. Rick Bonus came out last or not last night. I, I keep wanting to say last night, but they didn't play last night. We'll get there. But Rick Bonus came out the other night after that loss to Carolina and he the second loss to Carolina uh, and says that we're losing our patience. Because if you look at it and you break it down, the stars aren't playing bad hockey. No. They're getting in the right position. But fuck, is it 2018 already? Because this is one of those things where stars are going out and losing to backups. They're not like like the, no one no one is afraid of this stars team anymore like they were at the beginning of the year. Because really, if you want to break it down, their four most impressive wins were the first four games of the season. And they were against the worst two teams in the Central Division. So those and and I mean Nashville is only one point right now behind Dallas. So it's 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 like everyone else, like the top four teams that are up there right now: Chicago, Carolina, uh, Columbus, and uh, and Tampa. And then there's everyone else. You know, like it's everyone else is trying to fight out for that. That like, who's going to be the first loser in this division? But then everyone else is with, like Chicago. I think is sitting at twenty points right now, and the Stars have fourteen. Mm-hmm. Tampa has twenty one, uh, and so and so like those top four teams are really close to each other right now. And then I think the Stars have fourteen points. Detroit has twelve. Yeah. So it's one of those things where the Stars are fighting to not be the worst per- the worst team in this division right now. And so it's just such a shame that they're not on- not only are they not uh, not only are they not burying the pucks like they should, but they're not scoring on the power play anymore. They're not killing off penalties anymore. They're giving up goals in the last minute of a period. You know, it's just it like this is just it, this is unacceptable because this is the same old shit that we've seen in the past whenever it comes to teams that have been led by Jamie Ben like this like let's just be let's be fucking for real here and let's just talk about like if you really want to point to what the problem is you got to point to leadership because I'm telling you that that game against Carolina Jamie Ben coughed up that puck whenever it was an empty net for the Dallas Stars, and they were down 3-2, and if not for an incredible play by Merrill Haskin and where he just kind of swung his stick back and kept the pass from good, from getting across the ice and an easy empty net that would have put it away and they would have gotten zero points out of that game, 
it was Jamie Benn who coughed up that puck, and it just looked like Jamie Benn was just kind of out there just skating, going through the motions. And it's like you're this is this is one of those things where it's like like I, I don't I don't understand like we're already a quarter of the way through the season like we like you need to fucking get going and I just I it, it's just it's just something that I've noticed from Jamie Ben this week is that it seems like I know that whenever he came back from injury he really kind of took over and started getting points and started producing and all this stuff that last game against Carolina that was Jamie Ben's worst game of the season. And it, it, it sickened me to watch it because it just looked like that he was just kind of out there skating, going through the motions. It was almost like he knew that they were going to lose because he's seen this song. He, he, he sang this song and danced the dance before because it's one of those things where you're going out, you have this great roster, but then you're not scoring. You're getting in good positions, but you're not scoring. So maybe the problem wasn't Yanmark. Maybe the problem was the team around him because Yanmark's doing great in Chicago right now. Putting himself in good positions and he's capitalizing on it. So there's the difference between Jamie Benn and Patrick Kane right there. Patrick Kane makes everyone else around him better. Jamie Benn right now is just kind of going through the motions. And it's, it's, it's been frustrating to watch this week. You done? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to get all long-winded there, but just still, it's just it's. It, this I'm just is, gonna let you go. As a long-time Stars fan, I've I've like like I've seen this happen before. This these are teams that should be better, but just aren't, and there's no reason why. Because we've seen what this team can do in the playoffs. I don't know what's going on because they should be beating these teams. They should be. And there's just there there's no excuse why, except for really the biggest difference here is the penalty kill. That's the one thing that I'm looking at it going, what the hell are they doing? Because they're just puck watching, not getting any kind of defensive plays, leaving the back end open. Because this is not on Jake Ottinger. This is not on Jake Ottinger. Of course, there are moments where Jake Ottinger's kind of learning mm-hmm. and making mistakes, which you expect from a young goalie. But right now, we don't need a young goalie learning going through the motions we need a team we need a goalie that can step up and Anton Hudobin there's something going on with him right now because he did not look good in that 5-3 loss to Carolina like like the uh I don't I don't remember who had the breakaway but like he went he went to fake to his backhand and went forehand and Anton Hudobin bit so hard and then we've got the whole issue with him being late to practice, and we don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. now you're gonna now you're having to rely on Ottinger, who is playing great, but he's still a rookie goaltender that's learning. Yeah. So you look at this. What are we missing? Ben Bishop. Like like seriously, Ben Bishop comes in, and it's gonna change everything. Yeah. It really will. And Tyler Sagan. And Tyler Sagan and Alexander Radulov. Like you're missing those guys. Yeah. But see, here's the thing: is that they need to be able to tread water in order to make sure that they're staying competitive. And right now, a 1-3-3 three, and three last seven games is not going to cut it. It's just not. You go ahead and talk. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I don't mean to just hijack this, but I'm just telling you this is just what I have seen whenever it comes to the stars and everything that's on the ice. It's just it's, it's pathetic. It is. It's such a shame because two weeks ago, I was way on everyone's coattails and just saying how great this team is because this team showed us how great they can be, which is why this is unacceptable. Because now instead of having a two-game skid with Nashville, their next games are against Tampa Bay. 
And they really needed these two games against Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as uh, negative as you are. I think I think it over the course of a season. Unfortunately, it is a shorter season, so this the five game skid looks bad. But it and it looks worse than it would over the course of an an 82 game season. So I'm I, I readily admit that. And. The, the issue, the pushback that I have is over the course of this five-game losing streak, you're, it, the way that it makes it, the way that you've made it sound is that they're out there and it's just, they're just shitting the bed. When in reality, three of the five games were in overtime. And I know, I know, I know, that's still a loss. But three of those five games were right there they just needed one or two other things to fall but you're also talking about a team that like you said doesn't have kiviranta right now rope hints is actually played last night not uh, not kiviranta radulov sorry it was one of those with an r in there uh but they don't have they don't have radulov right now actually hints is on the ir jamie ben was on the played last night it, I'm, not looking last at it, I keep, I keep I'm looking last at night. it right now. He's on the IR right now, according to uh, the score. But Ben Bishop's out. You know, <clears throat> Tyler Sagan's out. Radulov hasn't been playing. Like they're they're missing big pieces, and they are just barely losing. Which is frustrating. It is really frustrating. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not sitting here saying, well, this is because it's Jamie Benn. Like, I would like to see them be able to pull these out, but at the end of the day, like, your best players are your best players. And if they're out and you're still in games, whether you lose them or not, it's not time to hit the panic button yet. Granted, the further it gets into the season, you're digging yourself a hole and you really need to start digging yourself out of it. And I see what I like. I do agree with your point there, but if you, if this team had been Bishop and Tyler Sagan and Radulov healthy up to this point, it's a drastically, drastically different story. See what you're saying is just a bunch of excuses though. Like, like this I'm not team, trying this to, team I'm had, not trying to make no, any excuses. There's no room for moral I'm, victories I'm, with this no, team. I'm trying this is not to, a rebuilding team. I'm just trying not to shit on them because I understand, like, this, this, it's a long season, even if it's only 53 or 52 games, however long it is. It is still a fairly long season, and stuff like this does tend to happen. But I see what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is I'm trying to put a, a more positive spin on it because – if you just listen to what you've said, it sounds like this team should just blow it up and sell everybody and start over. That's not what I said. That's I, not. I'm, that's I'm not just anywhere. Going off I was saying the same things whenever the Mavs were on their skid too. I was saying the exact same thing, and this is what it is. And I know that I know that there's still a lot of season left to be played. But even still, like it's like you're already over a quarter through the season. At this point, if this was a full 82 game season, and you were a quarter away through through it. You would look at it and say, okay, we really the time that we would know is Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. if the Stars, well, 
it's different this year. So right. I don't know what the so Thanksgiving is roughly about the quarterway mark through the season. Mm-hmm. So and and by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, you're like, okay, we know who you are now. Mm-hmm. And if we're gonna base it on that, then this Stars team isn't good enough. They don't have the depth to complete to compete because everybody's injured right now. I don't care who you are. Um, the Capitals had to go through a stint without Ovechkin because he didn't obey the COVID protocols, and yet they're still able to kind of hang and keep themselves above water, and that's the difference between an elite team and a team that's kind of good that might make the playoffs. And right now, this Stars team needs to be elite because that's all Jim Nill has put. That's everything that Jim Nill has put on the ice. This team right now should be elite enough to where they can hang without Sagan and Radulov and Bishop. I'm not saying that they need to be world beaters, but it's, and see, this is why I'm saying that why I'm so frustrated with it is because I've seen this song and dance many, many times before with this team is they play great, they play great, and then they have a fucking brain fart in the last minute and give up a goal. First minute of the period, last minute of the period. You do not give up goals there. And yet, they do. Mm-hmm. And technically, was it a power play goal right there, that last game against Carolina? No. But it might as well have been because he sco- because they scored it in the in the dying minute. So really, it was almost like, I know that they only gave up one out of four power play goals. Really, they gave up two. One out of four is is not good, and you can, that's pretty much what they're averaging right now. Like, they're, like they're in the bottom 20. Mm-hmm. Like, they're in the bottom 20 of penalty kill this year, which is unacceptable with this team. But if you watch them against Carolina, it's like their penalty kill was awful. Awful. And it, and this we're, we're, we're like a week removed from whatever I was saying that this team was born to be on the penalty kill. And now they can't. Because in a penalty kill, you've got to have your goaltender be your best PK. Right. Your best penalty killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Ottinger, and this is why you. I, I'm not saying this is why I'm not I, saying that this I, is Ottinger's I, fault. I, no, 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 no. But Hudobin needs to be better. Right. They're but, paying him to be the number one goalie, and now we're kind of seeing what Hudobin, what a full season, quote full season with Hudobin as the anchor of this team, and we're kind of learning what Carolina learned, and was like he's not good enough. Mm-hmm. He's not good enough to be the number one guy. And so I'm telling you, I think Hudobin gets. I'm not saying that he's gonna like. He's not. They're not gonna like put him down to the AHL. But I'm thinking that if he he gets a shot against Tampa Bay, I, I like he does. He I think he's gonna be the first one out of the gate into like against Tampa Bay. The last two games of this abysmal homestand that they've had, which is another thing they can't win on home ice. We've seen this song and dance before, but I think Hudobin gets his chance against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. If he shits the bed, then you're like, we've got to go with Ottinger. He's the hot hand. Yeah. You've got to go. And, and and it's such a shame because you don't want to go with Ottinger. This team doesn't need a rookie goalie who's still learning the ebb and flow of, the, right. of how the NHL goes. And that's that's why I'm saying, like, that's why you need Anton Hudobin to step up his game and to mm-hmm. get out of his own head whatever is going on with him right now. I mean, I think that, like, my whole my whole thing is I think that's the biggest thing. I think Hudobin is the biggest missing piece right now. Even though he's not really missing, he is. Oh, he's mentally he's but, not there. But that's that's what I'm saying is what the team around him has showed you is they are good enough to hang. You know, overtime losses, they're like they are what they are. 
but they're showing that yes, you lost that game, but you were in it. You were competing yeah, the see, whole but time. But what you're talking but, about but is no, moral listen, victories. But listen, I'm not talking about a moral victory. I'm not talking about a moral victory. What I'm saying is Hudoba needs to be the guy that's stepping up because Ottinger is a rookie. You're going to expect growing pains. And if you're going through a stretch where you don't have your best players, you don't, you need the goalie to step up. And as a rookie, it's not very likely that he's going to be able to be that guy. So you need Hudobin to be that guy because right now you can say it's an excuse all you want, but if you don't have your best players at a certain point, you don't have your best players, you know, and you need somebody to step up. And is it going to be the rookie goaltender nine times out of 10? No, but you have a veteran goaltender He's just fucking not there. But everybody else seems to be at least treading water. And then it's you're looking at the goaltenders and you're like, Ottinger's playing great for about 55 minutes of each game. Well, see, I wouldn't even like all the goals that get that have been scored on Jake Ottinger. None of them. I, I like honestly, none of them have been on him. None of them. Because in the in that in that game against Carolina, the the tip in front that went through his five hole, like there was nothing he could do about right. that. That was yeah. once again the yeah. defense just puck watching and not getting in and allowing someone to get into the slot. Then the other power play goal that they scored, there was no backside help. And Ottinger was doing what he was supposed to do, and there was nothing he could like like that's whenever you need your penalty kill to step in and get the backside help because as if that pass gets across and gets cleanly on his tape. No one. I don't care who you are. You could be fucking Vasilevsky and you're not going to make that save. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm telling you, it's like I would love. I think that Jake Ottinger has stepped up and done really great things. You can see moments like especially and I don't get. Oh, yeah. I I don't get why he does this. But every time and towards the end of that Carolina, the second Carolina game that they lost, I um I saw that he tried to correct it. But anytime that there's ever a skater that's skating short side and skating down towards the goal line. He overcommits, and the player can then skate back around and do a wraparound on him. Just no one has capitalized on it yet, but I know eventually it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, which is which is one of those things that you want to expect a rookie goal to like. You expect them to make that mistake because mm-hmm. shit like that can work in the mm-hmm. AHL because but, because AHL players can't do wraparounds. They can't, that well, well, yeah, they can't get around that fast either. So, but, like, th- th- but this is what I'm saying: why Hudobin is the biggest missing piece is because. You're going to expect growing pains from your rookie goaltender. You don't want it to be when you're missing three of your best players. And so you would expect Hudobin to be able to step up and be that veteran goaltender who is, is uh, Ottinger getting beat on stuff that he can't do anything about? Yes. But do you expect your veterans to be able to recognize the situations well enough to be able to put themselves in better situations where they may be able to do something? Yes. And that's what you want Hudobin to be. And he's not that right now. Well, and see, really the main thing is that is yes. Like you want to blame and it's, it would be really easy to blame Hudobin. and, And, and like, like we're saying, we don't know what's going on with him. Like it could be something legitimate, like a, like a mental health issue and like trust me i get it i understand and if that is what's going on like then but see and then you know like he he won't be able he like you need to focus on yourself you know what i mean 
It yeah, just it just, just sucks that it's right in the middle of. We just don't we just don't have we don't because see all this stuff where you're saying like yeah like you're you're losing but you're in it until the end like that's something no, you want to no, like, no, you no, want no, that's, that's no, exactly what you no, said you're, you you're misunderstanding you're without no, you're, your best players too and you're, it's just you you're s- misunderstanding my point. My point is these you're you're right there you just need one person to step up. I'm not saying oh you're you're right there that's a moral victory. No, you're still losing. I'm saying you are right there though you need one person to step up and you would fucking hope that it would be your goaltender. Well, it's I would hope I would hope that it would be your leaders because even though you're down even though you're down Radulov and you're down Sagan you still have Klingberg. Yeah. You still have Haskinen, who has not scored a goal yet this year. That's true. You uh, you have Jamie Benn. You have Joe Pavelski. Pavelski scored. No, like- I know. I'm just. I know. I know. I'm just telling you. Pavelski is out of all of those names that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Pavelski's the only one that has shown up. Jamie Benn has had his moments, but right now, like I'm telling you, there's yeah. Something- the especially, past couple games, especially, it's been the young guys. It's been Robertson and Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. He's on a fire. Like I'm telling you, but see, but those aren't the guys that you're expecting to put up points. Right. Like Jason Robinson's on a five game, like on a like, he's on like a four or five game point streak right now. Like it's yeah. and, which is incredible, and yet you're still losing. So it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, what's the difference? And if you look at all of their, if you look at all of their losses as of late, mm-hmm. it's all been by one goal, mm-hmm. and the other team scores on the power on the on their power play, and the stars don't. Right. So right now, I don't like the difference in the games that they are losing is their special teams, both sides of it, because both have just completely gone cold. Mm-hmm. I know that they scored on the power play in that last game again in the final minute, which is one of those things where like you just don't hear, but it helped that they were it was a four on six. Uh-huh. So that's one of those things where it's also kind of like a five on three, and their last power play goal that they scored was it, a five on three power play. So right. their so their five on four power play is not getting it done, yeah. and that's the majority of the power plays that you're going to get. Yeah, and and like the the Haskinen play that you were talking about, like it, it's still even they tried to shit the bed when it was four on six, you know. But yeah. If, if it yep. weren't for Haskinen making that play, yeah, well, it, which it he, was he an has incredible play. He, he hasn't scored any goals yet. He, he's got a couple assists, but th- like. Hey, those are the type of plays that you have Haskinen on the ice for. Yeah, but you're also you also need him to be. I know you building. need more yeah, out you need, of him. You need more you need on more the out of him. I'm saying like, that that would yeah. that would be like if you that that would be something that would be okay to say about Essel and Dell. I know, uh, dude. Yeah, I, I, and I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I'm saying, you. I'm saying his defensive game is still good enough to keep him on the ice. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like that's he's not all, just. That's there. All yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not that's saying, saying I'm that saying. you. T- I'm not saying that you bench all those no, guys that no, I talked no, about. But you no. definitely I, call them out. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like it's one of those situations where. That's why maybe you give him a little bit more leeway than because he's not putting up the points that you're expecting. Like Haskinen, I mean, that's a really good point. Haskinen is one of those guys you would expect to to step up. This is his third year now, you know, like you're not a rookie anymore, Mud. Yeah, and especially especially since he's also got a a deep playoff run in him now where he kind of let, like he made himself known. I mean, Kale mm. McCarr is doing his thing. I've always been sitting here saying that Haskinen is better than Kale McCarr. And I hate that those guys are getting compared because they got drafted right after each other. But our, well, Kale McCarr got drafted after Haskinen and everyone was sitting there saying that the stars should have gotten Kale McCarr instead and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> But I mean, if you look at it, Kale McCarr is the only one that's being consistent right now on the offensive side. And he's a defenseman too. 
So, I like, you can sit there and make all those excuses. Well, he's a defenseman, and you're not going to. Like, no. I'm not that's trying not, to. I know, I'm not, I know, no, no, no. I'm not saying that's okay, what you're saying. Okay. I'm not, I know that's not what you're saying. Okay. I'm just telling you, like, if, so, if someone wants to try and make that argument, like, no. Yeah. We, we are beyond that right now. Like, it, like, he's got plenty of NHL experience. Now he's got hype behind him. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do with it? And right now he's not doing a whole lot with it. Mm-hmm. So, it's okay to criticize the kid. Every now and then. And this is one of those moments where it's like, look, you're one of those guys that needs to, like, you're now a leader on this team and you need to step up. There's no more of this bullshit where it's like, you're just this rookie kid. And this was one of those perfect opportunities for you to start taking ownership of this team because a lot of your top guys, a lot of your leaders are out and they like, you know what I mean? Your number one goalie's out. Sagan's out. Radulov is out. Like, Hence, maybe he's out, maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe the score just hasn't updated from when he was er- injured earlier in the year. <clears throat> you would you would want Haskinen to be able to take that step up and be able to be one of those guys that can do that now and start taking ownership. And maybe that's just his personality. Maybe he's not going to be one of those guys who ever takes ownership and becomes a quote-unquote leader, but he's going to be a really, oh, really solid he piece. He needs to be. I know he needs I can see, to be. I can see I know him wearing the C one day. Like, I know. That's, like, I know. That's how much. That's how. That's how meaningful he is to this organization. Oh, of course, and his skill set, yes. But is is his personality that guy? I don't give a like. I I know. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Some guys, personality wise, aren't that guy. I know you need to develop well, into if, that. And guy. then if that's the case, they would have never. They would have never put this much hype. The stars would have never put this much hype behind him if they would have known that he wasn't going to be the kind of guy that was going to be a leader. Then he would just be. He would just be like another Jamie Alexiak, or he would be. He would be like. Like he would be the fourth guy on it, and mm-hmm. it's just like he, like that's not the way that this is. Like he, like I don't personality wise that's not like that's not a good enough excuse right. because yeah. this te- your skill set automatically makes you into that kind of player and you need to like it was the same thing with Jamie Ben Jamie Ben was this shy kid who really didn't have like a whole lot of big leadership skills but they still put that C on him because they saw where he was going it's mm-hmm. the same thing with Miro like maybe he might not be but he needs to start grooming right. himself into being that person right so. I'm, I'm just saying maybe that's why he's not doing that right now well, it, he needs to develop into that guy, but uh, right now it doesn't take a whole lot to right put it but put it behind the net. Like it's just yeah. But so before we move on, all I'm saying is it is a long season, and what I see from the Stars team leads me to believe that they are going to turn it around. They've had a bad week and a half, and it sucks that you know the game that you the games that you would expect them to be able to turn it around in and you know get some gain some momentum going to into a tougher stretch uh have been postponed but it is what it is i still think that this is an incredibly talented hockey team it just it just really sucks because it's not going to get easier for him because no. right now florida has really come out and that's that's who it was not columbus florida is the other one that has really come out and really shown that this team has underperformed these last few years. Florida is a really good hockey team, and this is one of those teams that you look at it and say, this is what we were expecting from you this whole time, Mm -hmm. and they're finally putting it together. And the Stars' next four games, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Florida, or next five games, oh, excuse me, the next seven games the Stars have, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, 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 Tampa, Tampa. Mm-hmm. This is arguably your dip, most difficult stretch 
that you're going to have all season and you're coming into it on a five-game losing streak. It's not going to get much better. And this is one of those things. Can the Stars raise their games to their opponents? I. They haven't so far. They haven't so far. Like, they've beaten the shitty teams the way that they should have. And all the teams that are on the top echelon of this divi- in this Central Division right now, the Stars can't beat them. That's, I mean, you want to go off of what's in front of you. This is the same shit that comes out with the stars, just a different fucking year. Like, it's just the one exception has been the 2016 season, but they didn't do anything with that either. Like, they just barely beat Minnesota in the first round, and then they end up getting just shellacked by St. Louis in a game seven that next year. So, it's just until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Because I have been disappointed by this team so many times, and I just see it going down this rabbit hole again. I hope I'm wrong, but we will we will we will see because it's not going to get any easier. And so here's here's hoping that we're talking next week how the team has finally decided, had finally found a way to figure it out and turn it around. It's uh, just the th- do they have any games before next week? Nope. they have their next game is Thursday the 18th. So this Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it's this Thursday. Then next Saturday is Tampa again. Okay. Then Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, they've got Florida. Well, that's, all three at Florida. That's that's what I was meaning. Is they'll they'll have two games at uh, two games against Tampa before we record next. So that's that's what I was yeah. asking. Oh yeah, yeah, we will. We will. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 know how they looked against the defending Stanley Cup champs who pro- who are playing like the best team in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. They are. And if the stars can if the stars can go out and get four points out of this, it'll be huge. I don't care how they get four points, but they need to beat Tampa. Yeah. And that is a tall task because <clears throat> fucking yeah. nobody beats Tampa these days, except for Florida. Florida just kicked the shit out of Tampa Bay a couple of nights ago. So it was one of those things where the two top teams in the central division go head to head and they 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 somehow bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. Can the Stars do the same thing? Can they get amped up for this first game against Tampa Bay since Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals? We'll see. We will see. Yeah. I have my doubts. Yeah. but I mean, you could argue since Game 5 because they didn't really get amped up for Game yeah, 6. Yeah, they didn't they, they didn't show up for Game 6 at all. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but we'll, put, we'll put up... We'll put a pin in this one. I just wanted to. Yeah, we'll see. No, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just telling you. There, like, there are my frustrations with this team right now because the, the main thing is, is that it's just the same shit, different year. That's right, the reason it, why I'm so frustrated. Right, Best players like, on the ice or not? It, it's, it's been even a week. whenever, even whenever it's, the stars. It's been a week though. A week in hockey is is it, it, it's like oh yeah it's been a week in football like it doesn't matter like you like you like this season if this was an eighty two game season then I'd look at this and be like ah this is just a rough stretch right now they can't afford to have a rough stretch especially not a rough stretch going into the hardest stretch because I look at these games that are coming up and we could be talking in two weeks how they haven't won a game in three weeks like like I could seriously see that happening. I seriously could because these games against Florida and Tampa Bay are not going to be easy. Now they've dug themselves into this deep, deep hole, and it's going to be hard to climb out of it. So can it be done? Of course, of course it can. But they're not showing me anything right now that's proof that 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 can that makes me think that it can be done. They need to like over these next few games. Like I'm serious. Over the next seven games, they at least need to get ten points out of it. And that's going to be hard. 
That's going to be absolutely hard playing the two best teams, arguably, in the National Hockey League. So, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens, and ho- I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. Fair. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like it's <laughs> this. What's funny is I'm sitting here like, man, you're being really negative. Like, you no, know, be a little bit more positive. Like, this could all go really well. And then I was like, this is the we're just we just flipped sides from Dallas earlier in the year. And I was like, we might go four and twelve, and you were like, no, this is a good team. And I was like, fucking prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. And and uh, so we'll see what happens because it, it'll be one of those things that if the stars aren't in a decent position, I mean, obviously you don't want Bishop and Sagan to have no game experience this whole year. But I mean, Nikita Kucherov sitting out all year because because he has to. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that they would. But I mean the. Tampa Bay is winning without Nikita Kucherov. You want to talk about a player that won the MVP two years ago? Mm-hmm. They don't have the, the Tampa Bay doesn't have him right now, and they're still winning. So, I mean, I would say that uh, missing shows- missing one MVP and missing three really big pieces of your team is not apples to apples there, but I. We'll we'll I, see I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's just showing you the depth of Tampa Bay, and because they won, they won, they they kept winning all last year without their captain. I'm just saying, it's it's just that's why I that's why I look straight at Jamie Ben whenever it comes to this because it's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to correct your team? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to go through the motions like you did the other night? It's upsetting. It is. It's very upsetting because it feels like that I care more than they do. Which is not the case. I know it's not the case, but it sucks whenever you sit here and you're looking at this going, something different. Please, don't just do the same thing that y'all do every year. Don't. Oh, and you, you can tell, like, you could see the other night, uh, Haskinen's frustrated. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, and, and th- that loss that they had against Carolina, that second game, like he, or the first, the first game that they had against Carolina, he took Hayskinen took his stick and just slammed it against the glass whenever, whenever they lost the final buzzer. Yeah, whenever, whenever it happened, and so it's just I know that they're frustrated, but yeah. they're getting they're all getting paid so much money right now, and they've got to do something more with it because it's just like what, like it's gotten so bad that Rick Bonus has to break up the FCC line. Mm-hmm. Like like that like that second game against Carolina they like they they didn't like they had to move Foxa to the second line because Rick Bonus is looking at it going like I don't know what else to do yeah. y'all are in the positions that you need to be in you're just not capitalizing on them so maybe I was a little bit too hard on Yanmark maybe it was the system not the player so time will tell I don't know I think that that's that's a different thing but like with Yanmark I would say that I think. It's it was the players around him more so than him, but I think it's like the opposite of what what most people would think. I'm not I'm not saying that he's just that much better. I'm saying that he's in a position now where the only I mean he's got a couple other uh, players on his team that are really good, but he the rest of his team is not. So he's put he's been put in a position where he's being forced to step up, and he never had to do that with the stars because everybody around him stepped up, and he didn't really have to. So that's why I think we're seeing more of Yanmark's potential in Chicago than we ever would have in Dallas because he's in a position now where he has to step up, and he wasn't in that position in Dallas. You see we, what I'm we, saying? Yeah, yeah. We need to move on. We've beaten this into the ground. Oh, I know. I know. So, 
Move, oh, like, okay. That's what that meant. Yeah, I thought you meant keep talking. No, 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 no. Oh. I was like, we need to wrap this up because we've been talking about this for way too long. Dude, that's okay. My bad. My no, bad. no, you're good. You're good. That's so, why I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, moving, I'll talk about it. To, I don't know. Moving on to a team that is seen, that has somehow figured out what they need to do in order to win, which ironically still does not leave a good taste in my mouth. And we'll get to, we'll, we'll like, I'll talk about that in a second. But the Mavericks there for about a week and a half didn't lose a game you know it, it, it like it started with that epic game against golden state uh last saturday and then they lost again on sunday against the trailblazers but that's just because damian lillard did what damian lillard does and hit such a clutch three was it a breakdown in the mavericks defensive system yes of course it was but you know if you watch the mavericks play defense right now everything is a breakdown in their defensive system yeah you still have to take advantage of them, i right? mean they're like they're winning games they beat they beat minnesota 127 to 122 they beat atlanta 118 117 they beat the pelicans 143 to 130 and then they lost to the trailblazers 121 to 118 zero of those games went to overtime yeah. Like, it's ridiculous how many points this Mavericks team gives up. And you want to talk about a player that needs to step up? Dude, fucking poor Zingas, man. That dude plays so soft on the defensive end of the floor, man. Like, it's he'll have a block every now and then, but for the most part, dude, people can drive in and post up on him and get whatever they want off of him, dude. Like, it, the only other person on this team that's worse defensively is Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> and I just, there's my Willie Cauley Stein jab of the podcast, and I won't bring him up again. But, dude, I'm telling you, Christoph Porzingis, and if you want to go back and watch that game against, uh, which game was that? Yeah, that game against New Orleans, that that was, everyone's talking about Luka Doncic scoring his season-high 46 points, and or career-high, excuse me, that's a career-high number for him, 46 really? points. Yes, and I'm, huh. I'm willing to bet we're going to see a lot more yeah. 40, 50 games plus point games from him well, going forward. Well, you know? he's going to have to. Yeah, because this, oh my God. But really, if you want to, I know that I'm ragging on on KP right now, but that was kind of KP's coming out party. He just got overshadowed by Luka just because he put up so many points. But really, like there was a point where Porzingis could not miss a fucking three. Yeah. He shot from the logo and made it. And not like a, not like a heave, but he he took a step and pull, took a like regular a jump yeah, shot. just a jump shot from the logo and made it. I mean, Porzingis had 36 points that night. Yeah. So like he can show up and he can score. Like that's not my problem. And if it since we live outside of the Dallas Fort Worth area, yeah. I'm having to get a lot of the national coverage yeah. and whew, some of them are great, some of them are awful i don't know who that was that was calling the uh the atlanta game but oh my god the 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 color commentator it was i can't remember the woman that was doing it but and i'm not the kind of person that's like women shouldn't be allowed to do it no there are some women that do amazing on the broadcast team just the woman that was doing it that night was just awful but uh regardless i digress but some but every single game that i watched every single one everyone brought up is chris stops porzingis good enough to be a number two option on an NBA championship caliber team. And if you watch him this week, even though they did do great and they won all these games, except for their last game against uh, Portland, but they were in it until the end. Uh. 
uh, Luca got the shot that he wanted at the end of the game and just missed it. It was just it was it was just unfortunate. And you really want to see Luca make that, but Luca had been making shots all night. Right. Yeah. And so, but anyway, um, I mean, that's, it's still it's one just, of those things. Yeah. That if you if you look at Kristaps Porzingis, it's, he's got to get better defensively. Because it's 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 you he, whenever he's down getting posted up by someone he's not even like bending his knees and putting an elbow in on him and trying to like force him to make that shot he's standing straight up straight leg hands in the air I don't want to foul oh look he dribbled by me and got a jump hook like it's it, it's 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 kind of it's kind of embarrassing to watch him play defense he's got to get better at that if this team's gonna do anything because I, I mean. <laughs> I say that they they won five they won four of their, or they've won five of their last six games or something like that one two three four five they've won five of their last seven games yeah and I mean and you're like I said that they needed a monster month of February I, they're doing it and look at them now they're in a they're they're sitting tenth in the Western Conference they're right there on a playoff spot when at the beginning of the week they were fourteenth yeah so. And and as an NBA fan, it was great to watch. Um, the uh, I'm sorry, it was great to watch all the players that they played against this this week because Trey Young, love him or hate him, I love his game. He plays super competitively, and you can just see it in the way that you can just mm-hmm. see it in the way that he plays. But like he, it's just, he also doesn't play flashy. He's he's yeah. Well, like dude, those tries threes, to be, those tries threes to that he can hit, dude. I don't. You want to talk about say, shooting from when, the logo? When I say flashy, I'm uh, uh, that's probably not the right. He's very efficient. Oh, dude, so efficient. It, there's not a whole lot of wasted motion in what he does, and that's what ma- and that with his competitiveness. Yeah, that's that's like Kobe. I'm not saying oh, he is a yeah. Kobe type of player, but, you can, but he's yeah. got that mentality. Yeah, and it was it was it's unfortunate that that game ended the way that it ended uh, against Atlanta because Trey Young got ran. He set a great screen, got ran over by Willie Cauley Stein, and they didn't call the foul. They didn't need to call that foul. And if it, if if it was a foul, I would admit it. I don't even care that we're talking about against the Mavs or not, like anyone watching that would be like, no, that's not a foul. And then he gets up and gets in the ref's face and just starts yelling and all that. And he got fined $20,000 for it. I think that the fine was a little excessive by the NBA, but I do think that it was a good no call. And that's all anyone wants to talk about whenever it comes to that game. And it's such a shame because it was, it really was Luca and Trey going back and forth. Yeah. And and this is what we're gonna see their whole careers. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be great. Oh, well, as long as they're both still in Dallas and Atlanta. I mean, I think regardless wherever they go, I think that I think that if either person goes somewhere else, I think that if it's in I, Dallas and Atlanta, I think that that will up the ante yeah, a little yeah. more. But I, they'll I still the be narr- compared. I think I think the narrative will shift though. If if neither one of them is in Dallas or Atlanta anymore, say if you know if uh, Trey Young went to the freaking Nuggets and. Luca goes to the Knicks or something. Like when they play, they'll still be compared, but it won't be like it is now. No, I don't think like, so. But it's just still like yeah. like they'll 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 be compared to each other their whole careers. Yeah, it, it, it's it's anytime you ever see them get a chance to play against each other, you it's it's must watch TV. Especially if the Dallas if the Mavericks are on a skid and the Hawks are playing well, then everybody's going to be like, well, can you imagine if the Mavericks had? You know Trey Young right now, and vice yeah, versa. Yeah. It's just it. The I think the team drives the narrative more, but yeah, I do. I think you're right. I think they will will be compared, 
for the rest of their careers just because they were pretty much traded for one another. Yeah, right. So, so. It, but it, it was, and then the very next game was against Portland and Zion Williams, uh, Williamson. He's one of those guys that. Uh, did I say Portland? I'm yeah, sorry. Portland. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I, was I, like, I saw. I saw. I was like, uh, I hit the wrong. I hit the wrong button. I said. I, I saw P O R. I meant to hit N O P. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those. That that was another one of those things where it's just if you love great basketball, this was the game to watch because Luca went insane. Porzingis went insane. Zion Williamson didn't miss a single shot from in the paint. He made 15 in a row in the paint. Good you don't God. you don't hear about that, man. Like that just doesn't happen and it's like what we talk about whenever you play your basketball game. I'm like I'm like, yeah, you're getting all these shots, these easy layups and stuff, but that's what you want. Like yeah. that's what every single NBA player, unless your last name is Curry, always wants to just get that easy layup. And mm-hmm. and and the Mavericks' abysmal defense was uh, allowed Zion Williamson to just keep driving to the lane, getting dunks and getting layups and and ones and all this stuff. And it, it's just, it was really embarrassing as a Mavericks fan to watch that defense. But it was a lot of fun to watch the game itself. And it's uh, like Luca just raising his game to the next level whenever it comes to playing against great players. And, like, he did it again this game because Zion goes, I'm going to go ahead and just make all these shots. And Luka goes, all right, you you have your layups. I'm going to keep hitting three-pointers. Yeah. I'm going to keep hitting three-pointers. Yeah. And he did. And so did Porzingis. And that was really the difference and, in the game. And he hit 46 that game, too. Yeah, that's what I – yeah, that that was the one. He didn't get 46 yes, against – Ad- uh, it, it wasn't against Atlanta, but it was another game that you were talking about. Was it Portland? Uh, no, Portland. He got forty-four. Or no, no. Maybe you were talking about this game earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm telling you the the. Yeah, it's. It. I was talking about the Portland game at first because I wanted to talk about it was the gotcha. Luca show, but Christoph Porzingis was yeah. the one that kind of got overshadowed. Yeah, 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 is what yeah, I was gotcha. talking about. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And then we've all we've already kind of touched on this one too. But then that next game against Portland, it was awesome to watch. Damian Lillard and. Luca just go back and forth against each other too. Lillard. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, this was an awesome week for basketball fans to watch, and I mean, it was awesome for Mavs fans to watch too because they won. But it doesn't give you a lot of confidence going forward. It just, it, it really doesn't because you're playing teams that are on the bottom side of their conferences. Every one of them, except for Portland, I think Portland is fifth. Yeah, Portland is fifth in the Western Conference. So is it any coincidence that the one game that you lose is to a top five team and the rest were the bottom echelon of their conferences? I mean mm. how much I mean they're they're getting their they're winning the games that they should be winning, I guess. But they're they're not all that, all that they're not dominating. That yeah, all that means is that it's an accurate view of where they are. Yeah, I think so. Like the, like they're middle of the pack. They're yeah. middle of the pack, and the, yeah. until they until they have that one dominant win against a really good team, uh, then I'm I'm always going to be skeptical because I really want to see what they can do against a team that's that's like just right in front of them, and they've got one coming up against Memphis. Yeah, Memphis next. Well, well, we're going to include this game against Memphis just because it's on a Monday. We won't be talking about it because the game Wednesday against the Pistons has been postponed. You would think that they have enough confidence to beat the Rockets. You would think. But then, yeah, this game Monday night against Memphis, you know, it's uh, 
that's that's going to be that game that you're going to watch as a Mavs fan, and you're going to hope that they can that they can really step up and beat a team that's in the that's that's in a higher rated spot than they are in the Western Conference. Yeah. So, like, look for look for that game against Memphis, and this is really when we're going to be able to see who this Mavericks team is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, like I just I still have a lot of question marks about this team. It's nice that they're winning, and I'm not ever going to complain about that. A win is a win is a win because you want to talk about like moral victories for the stars. I know that that's not what you were saying, but still, yeah. You want to talk about moral victories from the stars? Those are nice, but it's still nice to get the wins, regardless. Yeah. Just win the games that are in front of you, yeah, and you're yeah, going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this little five game streak that they had is is enough for them to kind of get a little bit of swagger going and get a little bit more confidence in their shots and especially their three pointers because it, like they were last in the league in three pointers and they were shooting like north of fifty percent this week. Yeah, it, it was insane how how well they shot the ball. Doncic went five for eight from three point, like from the three point line, two games in a row. Yeah, two games in a row, yeah. five for eight. We will take that all day long. And see, in one of the games, I can't. I think it was the game. Oh fuck, I hit the wrong button. I think it was the game against. It wasn't New Orleans. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I think it was that game against New Orleans where they started the game zero for eight in the first quarter from behind the arc, and that's you look at it and you go, "All right, guys, it's not working." It's not working. Stop trying to shoot it. They kept shooting, and it worked. They started going in. It started to go in, and it went in consistently. So, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of the. It's been the most frustrating, pleasure-filled week that I've ever had as a Mavericks fan in a long time. Because you're looking at it and you're going, "Hey, like this is how they need to play." But then they go down to the other end of the floor, and you're like, oh, my God, how does Damian Lillard get that easy of a shot? That's what Damian Lillard does. I, <laughs> but, I understand. But you didn't but need just, to make it any easier yeah, for him. Yeah, it seems like that the Mavs defense just goes, ole, and just lets him go, go right Go get the by quarterback. Him. Yep. Just ole's <laughs> goes right by him. Coach Hutspeth, you're the man. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What's a street, Coach? It's a street hood. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, against New Orleans – uh, Porzingis eight for thirteen from three. Doncic five for eight from three. Insane. Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, four for five. He's been it, and oh my god, Luca had an amazing pass to Dorian Finney-Smith in that game against uh, Portland, where he's at the far end of the of the wing outside of the three point line, and he skips it all the way across to Finney Smith in the corner and he drains that shot. Oh man, he Finney Smith has been the unsung hero of this week. So far, yeah. And it's been nice to see um uh Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of find his game too. It's nice to see him kind of wake up. So it's making you think that the COVID stuff really did have an impact on this team. I know that mm-hmm. it's easy to point at it and say, "Well, this team can't find a groove because they got riddled with COVID." It's starting to be proven right here. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I I will say though, at least in the wins of the past, excuse me, the past four or five games, it's looking like the the weak link in the stat sheet on offense has been Kleba. He's kind oh, of man. kind of not really ever found it, which he's he, he's playing power forward. And I love him at power forward. I 
it, it, but he he's playing power forward, and his only shots in the game are from three points. Well, and see, that's kind of you. You you would hope that he would be able to drive. But see, here's the that's not the way that the Mavericks' offense works. The Mavericks' offense is very heavy on the pick and roll, and then a lot of ball movement. If the pick and roll's not there, then you want to kick it out to someone who can hit that three point shot. And Kleba is that guy. He's the he his three point shooting over the season is is up there. It's like forty seven percent. Yeah, but they're not getting it to him. So. But okay, see, but you're not. Kleba's there. I, I Kleba's not going to be there to consistently hit those threes. He's not your Tim Hardaway Jr. He's not your Jalen Brunson. Maxi Kleba's just kind of there wherever. Like after a while, you get the offense going, and then you kick it out to him, and he's standing at the three point line, hits it, and you go fuck. Like we did everything that we needed to, except guard this guy, and he still made it. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of like what you want to expect from Kleba. Kleba's not going to be that that world beater. That's going to be driving a whole lot and creating plays like Luca does that like Jalen Brunson does. Kleba's just kind of there to be I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, he passed it to me, shot. Like that's 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 kind of Kleba's game. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. I'm I'm just saying if if we're talking about like a yeah. number 2 if Porzingis isn't going to play defense and he is your number two. Yeah, I know. And like see, you, that's why he's got to play defense. You need somebody who's either going to be like really, really good on offense. You want to know who can do maybe more than Kleba can, or somebody who can shut them down on defense. This is and what, I don't know how Kleba, how good Kleba is on defense because this, I don't really, I haven't, I I don't know basketball the, the you way you want, do. You don't want, you don't want as long as Porzingis is on your team, Kleba's always going to be power forward, and that's why I love him at that spot because it kind of fits his game the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Porzingis is always going to be your number two, and that's why it's one of those things where it's like, well, you can kind of experiment a little bit and try and find another like. Mm-mm. Porzingis, Porzingis has to be that guy that needs to step up. You want to know why the Mavericks won their championship in 2011? Tyson Chandler. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. telling you, you need that big, strong presence. I mean, and if you look at KP, he's a twig. Man, yeah. like I like I'm not trying to say I'm not I, I'm not trying to say that he's not skilled. I and see the reason why I'm so hard on him right now is because I know that he can play better. I don't know if it's because it's he's the, worried about his knee injuries plays. or it's, something. Yeah, it's not the skill plays. It's, it's, the, it's the physicality yeah. that comes with it because yeah. there are times whenever he goes up for rebounds and he Willie Collie Steins it and someone someone okay there's my second Willie Collie Stein <laughs> and someone Look, beats him. looking more like Sean Bradley than Shaq. Yeah, absolutely. Like seriously, like that's like. Like mm-hmm. Sean Bradley should have been this dominant force in the NBA. If you're seven foot eleven, he was just he was just a twig and couldn't get strong with the best of them. With with the Yao Ming's or the 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 Shacks in of yeah. the worlds, and yeah. I hope that that's not the case with Porzingis, and it won't be because at least Porzingis can shoot the ball from outside the arc. Like yeah. Sean Bradley doesn't have that. The only thing he could do is get upset and smack the backboard. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But uh but yeah, I like I the reason why I'm so I'm so critical of poor Zingus right now is because I I I see better things from him. And here's the other thing that you have to remember. He's only twenty five. 
Yeah. He's only he's been in the league for so long. Right. Like it feels like forever ago whenever the whenever the Knicks drafted him and the Knicks boot him. The yeah. Knicks fans boot him. Yeah. And then, then he and leaves then later and goes to like, Dallas and he comes unicorns. back and then they boo him. And it's like you, you don't know when you want to be you want to be mad that they get him and then you want to be mad at him for not being on your that's team. New York you know, fans. That's New York for that's you, man. New York fans. What the fuck man. are you talking Fucking about? I love it though. I uh, as not being a New York fan, I love seeing that. Newark. See, not, we can not, make fun of New York too. Yeah. So if you're still yeah. with us, Newark. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not. But no, not, uh, not at all. But not not when it comes to the Yankees. But any other, I, I don't. To me, the Yankees aren't like they're a New York team, but they're like a, an American team. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like strictly New York. To me, the Knicks, the Mets, like teams like that. You know, the Jets. Those are New York teams. You know. Where it doesn't matter how good they're doing, their fans are pissed off. Yeah. All the time. And I love that. I love that. I like if I lived in New York, I'd be a Mets fan and a Jets fan and a Knicks fan, and I'd be angry all the time and just love it. Like, who's this guy? This fucking jack off. Boo! Boo you. Oh, he's seven foot two and he could drain a three. Boo! Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but he can hit the three. Where's the defense? Boo! Yeah, you know? yeah. You gotta get you. You gotta get big. You gotta he's get seven, mean. He's seven foot two. He is big. Play big. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. You know, like that's that's kind of how it needs to be right now. It's yeah, I mean, bringing it back to to you know. Full yeah, circle. yeah, 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 yeah. With 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 Porzingis, he's just twenty five years old. Yeah. He, he's not gonna be able to put on a whole lot of muscle. No, he's he's, he's not. Never, he's not going to no. be that seven foot guy that's going to be just fucking massive. And show me a seven foot guy that is, you know, other than height wise, like it's Shaq, Shaq yeah. is the only one. Yeah. That's why Shaq was the anomaly. Shaq, Yao Ming. Now that he's retired, he's getting kind of Dirk. Now that he's a uh, now that he's retired, he eats ice cream every day and he's getting all pudgy. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, the people that are over seven feet, they're not going to get big. They've got to be smart. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that's why you've got to be a smarter defensive player. Mm-hmm. But and the way that this team is set up right now, no one is a smart defensive player. Yeah, and that's that, and I'm that, telling you, that's the one area of concern. I want to see them. I want to see but, the Mavericks win a game one twenty four to ninety three. But that's what that's what I'm talking about. Is you you need your if that's going to be it, you need you need somebody who can re- replicate what Kleba can do from the from the arc. But then come down and be more of a physical presence. Shit, you've already got some something that someone can do for that that Kleba can do from the arc. Porzingis, like he can. No, like, I yeah. I know. I'm I'm just saying if you're if you're going to if you're keeping Porzingis, then the like if you're trying to bring somebody in to make the team better, then it needs to be somebody who can do what Kleba can do, but then also be a big physical presence on the other side. And I think that's Kelly Oubre. Oh yeah, I know. I'm telling you, I would love to see them go out and get him. Like I just, I would love to see something like that. And it's, I think that there's going to be a lot of people going after him too. Yeah. So that's that's, that's the why. And see, that's why the Mavs need to have a lot better stretches here because Kelly Oubre is not going to be that piece that you're going to need to help lift a middle of the pack team out of the slums. Kelly Oubre is going to be looking for a spot where it's like, you're that missing piece in a championship caliber yeah, make team. A, make a good to great team. Yes. Great to plus. elite. Yeah. yeah. Great to elite. Right. That's yeah. what he's going to be looking for. And so that's why you get the Mavs and they're working on it. Yeah. Let's just, let's just be real. Yeah. They are working on it. I, I said that they needed to have a monster month of February. They are. 
Mm-hmm. They are, and, and they they just need to fucking continue it, and they can. And it's it's going to be. Ex- I'm a lot more excited to watch the Mavs than I am the Stars right now. So here's here's hoping that they can still keep going. I still like hockey better than basketball, but it is nice to be back on the same page with you, buddy. With what? Optimism. Oh, dude. <laughs> we'll see. So, you got anything else? Uh, Big Twelve basketball. Oh, dude. Let's talk about that Oklahoma West Virginia double overtime game. Oh boy, that uh, it sucks that I couldn't watch the game. There was something that it, it, it was on like some network, or probably like the Big Twelve network or something. They, and don't, they I, don't have a Big Twelve network. They have like a Big Twelve Plus or something. They have a Big Twelve something on ESPN Plus. Like there's there's something on there because they advertise it all the time on ESPN. Oh really? Like it a, must just be for basketball. But yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. They're like, if you're a bi- fan of Big Twelve basketball, then you've okay, got to gotcha, follow yeah. ESPN Big Twelve Plus or some shit like that. So yeah. it must have been on something. So I couldn't watch it. But I, I said that this was going to be the game of the week, and it was. Oklahoma ends up winning this game ninety-one to ninety on the uh, back of Austin Reeves. So it's 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 really nice to kind of see that the players that I really weren't expecting to uh, be that great on Oklahoma uh, is really starting to kind of really separate themselves from the pack. Uh, Brady Manick was always the guy that I was talking about whenever it comes to Oklahoma. I, I, I just thought that this team was going to live and die by Brady Manick. And then Austin Reeves and uh, Davion Watson and... Who else? And Moja Gibson, those guys are all coming out, and they're showing that this team is more than just Brady Manick. And so it's, it was awesome to see Austin Reeves have such a great game, 28 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and 1 steal. Like, it's you can't ask for more than that from your best players, and that's what's causing Oklahoma to kind of fly a little bit under the radar because no one can really, no one really knows how to defend these players that are kind of like, who are these guys? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. I have to share this so people can laugh at me. I'm, I was sitting here looking for the scores, and uh, I was like, man, all these scores are really low. Like, they're re- really low. Really low. Like, what the fuck? And then, oh, right, I'm looking at NCAA football scores. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Definitely, that's definitely <laughs> Which not. But tells I mean, you tells all... you how good the Big Twelve football did in bowl games. That for a second there, I was like, that could be a basketball score, fifty-five to twenty. Yeah, that could be a basketball score. Oh shit, it's not basketball though. Okay. <laughs> I mean, K- Kansas beat Iowa State on uh, the thirteenth, sixty-four to fifty. I guess so. That could be a really no. high-scoring football game. Not here. Kansas. Which, speaking of Kansas, congratulations that they've finally kind of dug themselves out of whatever slump that they were in. Of course, if you look at the teams that they've beaten, you know, Iowa State, then Iowa State again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like that they're really throwing the gauntlet down on these hard teams. And I think that Kansas kind of has like a little bit of a bias whenever it comes to the ranking committees. I think that if Kansas wins three games yeah. in a row, then it's like Kansas is back. But they're still ranked third in the Big 12. Yeah, I know. I know, because, so, I mean, they got off to this great start, and they're having, like, they, they had their little bit of a hiccup. And, of course, they've they got to start somewhere. Yep, see, that's the thing, is they've got to start somewhere, and that's what they're doing. Kansas is working themselves back into it. And I don't see Kansas not making the tournament this year. 
No, they yeah, might, they, yeah. They might sneak in as like a six or a fifth seed, maybe. See, they're they're but as, as of right now, there are three teams in the Big Twelve that I don't see making it. Like for sure, don't see making it. It's TCU, Kansas State, and Iowa State. Yeah, those are the only ones I could see. Every other team in the Big Twelve, I could absolutely see making the NCAA tournament. And it's just going to depend on how well everyone else plays down the stretch, you know? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just, and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that's, that's the most obvious statement of the century here, but, but sh- I mean, shit, man, eight out of 10 teams have winning records right now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think eight, te- eight teams aren't going to make it for, because, I, from because, any conference, because, n- not from, yeah, definitely not from any conference. And it's going to, it's really going to depend on whenever it comes down to championship week. Yeah. Which I, oh man, we're getting into that time. We are getting into that time where college basketball is really great. Be really, really great. And, um, whenever it's Seinfeld, I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I knew what you said. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, as soon as I said, it, I was like, no one else is going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just watched that episode the other night. So that's, that's why it's in my head. But, um, that's, but yeah, that's the other podcast we need to start. Oh dude. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Really, really great. And, uh, <laughs> So, whenever it comes to the NCAA tournament, I just I can just see spit it out. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I like <laughs> like I think that Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia. And I think that's it. I think those are the five teams out of the Big 12 that are really going to make it. It's going to, once again, it's going to depend how championship week goes and how the Big 12 tournament goes. Who's going to advance the furthest? Who's going to get eliminated? Who's going to get eliminated early on in the turn? Like if Kansas goes into the Big 12 tournament and is kind of riding high and gets eliminated in that in the first round by Kansas State or someone, yeah. then you can kind of look at it and go, maybe not. Maybe someone yeah, else. Not, not so, real. Uh, so you, really, so you don't you don't see Oklahoma State or Kansas? No, because Oklahoma State is banned this year. Oh, I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's confirmed. I, or I think it's confirmed like a but shadow I, ban. But I think that I think the NCAA can review it and lift the ban. I would love to see Cade Cunningham play in the NCAA tournament because odds are Cade Cunningham's the number one draft pick next year in the NBA draft. Yeah. And I think that he's just a one-and-done guy. And so I would hate to – that's why whenever he committed to go to Oklahoma State this year, everyone's like, ah, oh, go somewhere where you can like actually make an impact. We want to see you play on the grandest stage of them all because Oklahoma State had already received their one-year ban. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the NCAA, as wrong as this probably is, but they removed the ban just simply because of Cade Cunningham. It'll just depend on if Oklahoma State keeps winning. Yeah. That's really it. If Oklahoma State can keep winning and keep impressing like they are right now, then I think that uh, I think that the NCA will look at it and go, "All right, come on, come on, come on." <laughs> you have us convinced. So uh, if so, you, go on, I was just gonna say like, I'm mean, okay. So Oklahoma State, but then what other? I know you listed them. I, I didn't catch which team you left off. But between Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. I mean, I know you said Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Baylor, and West Virginia. And West Virginia. So That's the five. That's the but five. But you literally I think just said it. you couldn't. You could see. You can't see Kansas not making it, didn't you? Oh Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> I don't need like this is why I need to like, write I things think, down. I think six teams uh, that's crazy enough. Yeah, six yeah, six out of ten teams. And see, I like there's and then no the way, seventh. The seventh would the only reason. There's is no because there's no way that, there's no way that that can happen though because it's going to eventually end up, like eventually you have like if you win your conference tournament you make the NCAA tournament so the yeah the the WAC champion the uh, the American champion uh, the. Um, the Sun Belt champion, you know, all those the guys ACC, have to have to come in and stuff like Big that. So 10, I just don't Pac twelve. So it's so I think it'll probably be a battle between Kansas and West Virginia of that last team in the NCAA tournament that's gonna make it. Like it's okay. it's gonna be a battle between those two. And uh if you want to talk about my game of the week this week for uh for the Big 12, like I really do, it's so hard because there's a lot of good games this week, and that is with uh, Baylor having to postpone their games due to uh, due to COVID issues. Because I would love to see Baylor in West Virginia, but that's not going to happen. But that, excuse me, but that same day, you've got Texas and Oklahoma going head to head at Oklahoma. This is not. This is excuse me. This is an Oklahoma team that has a lot more confidence in themselves because now yeah. it's not like a feel good story for Oklahoma because the last time they played Texas it's like oh well can Oklahoma beat the elite right and uh, it's one of those things that I think that uh, this is now Oklahoma takes themselves seriously uh-huh. whenever it comes to so now it's not going to and be like Texas rolling into Oklahoma and I, Oklahoma won that game against yeah, Texas Oklahoma won that game uh, but the the storyline this we this game is going to be texas is healthy now because that game they didn't have their head coach and they there was two players i don't remember which ones but there were two players that were out so that's going to be the narrative is can oklahoma beat a healthy texas yeah and i think that that like that's up there like that's thursday that's very possible texas has come back down to earth a little bit but then you've also got you've also got that saturday you've got texas tech at kansas this is Kansas's first real big test since they've started to kind of pull their head out of their ass. And mm-hmm. they've also got to play Kansas State before this game, too. So the odds are they're going to win that game. So that's another game that you can potentially have. And then that same day, you've got West Virginia at Texas. So, and then, uh, so the, like those, really, if you really want to talk about like the games to watch, those are the three. Yeah. I'm still picking Texas at Oklahoma. That's Thursday. There's no time for it yet. It says it's to be, to be determined on the time. But Texas at Oklahoma right now, because if you look at all of their stats, I mean, their record is identical. They're, they're both 13 and five. Um, and if you look at every single one of their stats, everything is pretty much just borderlined on, like how close these two teams are together. And so I like I really do think Texas comes out and wins this game. I think that they've got a chip on their shoulder. I think that Oklahoma is coming in here for the first time against Texas on the basketball court and probably since like probably since, since like Blake Griffin. Yeah, or like maybe a little after that, but like since like 2016. Yeah. Um I think that this is the first time that Oklahoma has ever really been the favorite to beat Texas especially since Texas has kind of rediscovered themselves too. So this will be an interesting game it's, to watch. It's it's one of those situations where you just assume in football, if Texas and Oklahoma are good, that's better for the Big 12. But it's showing that Texas and Oklahoma both being good in any sport is just good for the conference because they are right there. They're both good and they're competitive. 
Nobody's talking about Baylor right now. Granted, Baylor is undefeated, and well, no one's talking about Baylor because they, they keep having in a week. postponed games. I know, but like, who who would they have been playing? You know, they outmatch everybody. Who would have Baylor been playing? Yeah, but uh, what, what I'm saying is, even like, it would have been like what Iowa State or some shit. Like they outmatched. No, just they would. No, they would have played West Virginia tonight. Which is upsetting. They would have played Texas Tech uh, on Saturday. They would have played Oklahoma on Wednesday. So it's this wasn't an easy week for Baylor. No, no, it wouldn't have been an easy week. But they still outclass all of those teams. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And that's why I'm saying, like, when you have those teams that are just that good, yeah, it's good for the conference. But when you have two teams that are good, maybe they're not on that elite level that Baylor's on this year, but they are good. They're probably both going to go to the tournament unless something like, unless one of them or both of them really shit the bed, they're, but they're going to be in the tournament, you know, and their rival schools. It's just the narrative around it is just good for the conference. And it's just nice to see that in a sport other than football. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I, because baseball, like if you go to baseball, Texas has always been pretty dang good, and even like even when they're not great, they're still, you know, making it to the College World Series. Maybe they don't make any noise, but they're 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 in that conversation. Oklahoma really never. So yeah, it's just it's nice to see. Oh, that, dude, it's so great that yeah. everyone like the Big Twelve is being classed up there with the Big Ten as the best conference in basketball right now. I know we talk about this every week, but still, it's one of those things that it's just like if you want to watch good college basketball, the Big Twelve is where it is. Like it's just straight up where it is. Mm-hmm. That that and Creighton, Creighton is fucking Creighton Gonzaga. You know, any anyone outside of the Big Twelve, like those are your teams that are killing yeah. it right now. Yeah. Uh, and and Tennessee, I guess, if you want to talk about anyone from the SEC, but it's just, it's it's great because it's new. It's something different. It's something that not and and it's and and the Big Twelve isn't relying heavily on Kansas to carry them either. You know, it's just one of those. It's it's one of those things where if you want different, if you're tired of hearing about Tom Brady all the time, if you're tired of hearing about Sidney Crosby all the time, if you're tired of hearing about LeBron James all the time. Come on down to Big Twelve basketball because this is this is this is brand new, mostly uncharted territory for this conference. Yeah, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic and a lot of fun to watch. And it's, and and we want you to come and be on this bandwagon because it, like there's no better time to be a college basketball fan than right now, mid February. Like they're getting ready for March fucking madness. Like it's like I like I really do think that March madness is my favorite time of the year, even above the Stanley Cup playoffs. Really? Yes, because it just anything can happen in March. Anything and it's can happen every day. The, yes, and yes, and it's every day, continuous, hundreds of games. And yeah. which I want to go ahead and say, I don't know if you want to do this, but we will be doing a bonus episode where I fill out a bracket and I break down not necessarily like every matchup, but I like I'll probably like break down my bracket and we'll 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 take a deep dive into it and see. Where I think everyone in the Big Twelve will go, and who I think will eventually be the national champion. So I don't know well, if you, I don't know if you want to fill I'll out a bracket. or I'll not. I'll fill out a bracket, but what I what I would think would be more entertaining is uh, see comparing the end result of my bracket versus your bracket. Yeah, Somebody who yeah. admittedly 
has no clue what's going on versus someone who actually pays attention. Yeah, uh, and it's I, I'm telling you, it, that'd be and usually those are the people that fucking win. Like if you have like a bracket pool or something, the people that are like I don't really know anything who's about, this, I'll just fill it out. Like who who's who's this? Like Butler. Yeah. Like I, Butler, they're not gonna go anywhere. You know. It's yeah. Just, Wichita it, State in 2011. Yeah, which George Mason. You know, one of those things in <laughs> yeah. 2006. Like, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm gonna root for a small school. Like, you know, why not? Here's my bracket. Here's my 20 bucks. Then George <laughs> Mason goes all the way to the Final Four, and everyone else is like, my bracket was done the first weekend. Yeah. They <laughs> like they call the guy and they're like, hey, you won. He's like, I won. One what? They're like, your bracket. One. Because, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Holy shit. That was this week? So, if anyone <laughs> wants to be a part of this, if anyone wants to fill out a bracket and email it to us, yeah. drunk, drunkenquestions at gmail.com, please fill out a bracket. Send it in. Let us know. I'll fill out a spreadsheet and keep track of uh, yeah, we can. how everybody's doing. Yeah. 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 And if we get enough people doing this, maybe we can make it a money thing, you know, going like maybe, maybe eh. in a few years. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things. If you want to, f- not this year, obviously, but yeah. if you want to fill out a bracket, drunkenquestions at gmail.com, send it through uh, whenever it's, whenever selection Sunday happens, obviously it hasn't yeah. happened yet. But speaking of selection Sunday, come on down to Carl. <laughs> oh, dude. I've been waiting for say that since you said "come on down." I was like, "Ah." "Those new fucking Carl's Jr. commercials make me think of that dream." (laughs) Do they not? No one gets this right now. This is horrible (laughs) podcasting. We had a friend that had a scary dream one time about the Carl's Jr. star, (laughs) and these new trippy commercials where it's like in the people's eyes. You know, it's oh my god. I'm like, this is what Trent. This is what Trent meant whenever he had those dreams. It's like the it popped up the ceiling yeah, tile. Yeah, the little ceiling tile hung like, out and went, Come on down to Carl's. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of selection Sunday. Yeah. Um, um the the f- as I mentioned earlier, the NCAA selection committee, air quotes if you want to call it that, yeah. um have picked the top 4 teams in each region. So far, uh, if like if Selection Sunday were today, this is where they would be. Uh, the Big 12 and the Big 10 conferences uh, in the top six teams with four teams and five teams. So that means the Big 12 has more teams in the top four in each division than the Big 10 does. So that's huge. But here it is. Region 1, we don't know where. I don't think that they're going to be doing like a Midwest or an East or a South division because it's all going to be played in Indiana. So I think it's just going to be Region 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. But Region 1 is, and this these are the order of the team. So 1, 2, 3, 4. This is how I'm listing it. So it's Gonzaga, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Iowa. Region 2 is Baylor, Illinois, Tennessee, and Texas. So there's your two teams right there. Uh, Region 3 is Michigan, Houston, West Virginia, and Missouri. Region 4 is Ohio State, Ohio State, Villanova, Virginia, and Texas Tech. Derek. Derek. So, like, that's, like, five teams in the top four in, like, total in each region. That's, that's, That's big. You don't really see that happen a whole lot. So... With that also being said, here's hoping that more teams end up getting up there, but it's just going to be it's it's going to be interesting to see and that's why Selection Sunday is always a lot of fun. But 
but to kind of show yeah we haven't had one of those in a while i do i, I every time i realize because you say but and you pause and then my brain goes i do something and then oh right and I'll i don't go, pause on purpose I and think. I, I know i know but i'll, I'll go but but as soon as I'm like start the boot, you go and I'm like oh well, I got overshadowed. Yeah okay. Yeah. So do you wanna you wanna do this and get on out of here? Do what? I don't know. You tell me. The trivia. So just to kind of show how how often this does not happen. Okay. The trivia question was when was the last time the Big Twelve had. Four or more teams represented in the top four of each bracket in the NCAA tournament. What year was it? I'm gonna go 19. Already eight, wrong. 2000. Okay. 12. Higher. It's more recent. Oh, okay. 2015. Almost. 2014. 2016. Okay. So 2016 tournament, can you tell me which four teams made it? In, 20... in, in, in the top four. Yeah. Because there were more. Like like right. uh, like some teams were were the mm-hmm. fifth seed, some were the 10 seed. So there so were Kansas... a lot of Big 12 teams. Yep. Kansas was first in the, was, was the number one seed in the South. <sighs> Texas. Nope. Not Kansas. Or not Texas. Uh, okay. So Kansas. Oklahoma? Oklahoma was number two in the West. Oh, man. Like Baylor? It, nope, not Baylor. Well, Baylor was a seventh seed that year. Ah, okay. So, okay. Baylor does not count. Um, the last two teams have two words in their, in their, in their state. Okay, Texas Tech. Nope. Texas Tech was lower. Kansas State. Nope. God damn. <laughs> it's okay. So Kansas <laughs> was first in the South. Oklahoma was second in the West. West Virginia was third in the East. And uh, Iowa State was fourth in the Midwest. Ah. Uh, so uh, you even he gave me a hint and I picked the two. The that, only other that, two that would have yeah, applied that, yes, to. Yes, I know. So fuck. did any one of those teams make the final four that year? Kansas. No. No. Oklahoma did. Oh, that was the that Oklahoma. Was, that was the year, and they got stomped in the uh, final four matchup against West or against uh, Villanova, and that was the year that Marcus Page for North Carolina hit the three pointer that or that put uh, that put North Carolina up two. Then Villanova goes down and hits a three at the buzzer, and wins the national championship on a three point buzzer beater. So it's one of those things that you just kind of look back on it, and it was it was supposed to be the Marcus Page show. Yeah. I can't remember who hit it for for Villanova. Fuck, it was probably Jalen Brunson. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it probably was because Jalen Brunson was that team. But uh, but yeah, Mar- that was supposed to be the Marcus Page moment where he hits that three and ties it, and then Villanova goes down, shoots a three at the buzzer, and makes what, it. It was, was it? incredible. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, so that that was one of those things where I hated that moment as a North Carolina fan, but I still looked at it and could appreciate how awesome of a moment what that was for basketball. Just just college basketball as a whole because you just you see buzzer beaters all the time, you never see them. Yeah, it was Chris Jenkins by the way. Chris Jenkins. Okay, thank you. So Chris Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> so that's it. That's all. That's all that I've got this week. 
You spent? Yep. All right. Get the fuck on out of here. Yep. All right. I don't have a wrestler this week. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't have any time to look up anything. I I just didn't because my computer's broken. My phone was broken. Like just nothing. So first first wrestler that pops to your head. Go. Uh, Scott Steiner. The Steiner brothers. What was their thing? Uh, I don't know, but Scott Steiner went by Big Papa Pump for yeah, a while. Big, yeah, I know. Scott Steiner, that guy Steroids. is fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> and he threatened to kill Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, in real life, not as a wrestling promo. He threatened <laughs> to murder Hulk Hogan, so. Which is like, eh. <laughs> I don't you know. know we when it happened, you were like, man, that he, he, this guy, he's the bad guy. And then, oh, Hulk Hogan is kind of a racist one. Maybe there were extenuating circumstances here. <laughs> yeah. So. You just want to flare it out. Oh, That's so great. Ending on a high note. We'll see y'all next week.